to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello and welcome back to the Weight Loss Podcast Season 3. We're very excited to bring you this episode based around the easy way versus the right way, Matt. Welcome. Oh, hi. Hi, yes. I should have introduced you first nah. before introducing the episode, nah, but nah. anyway. No big deal. Season 3 continues yes. a deep dive into self-sabotage. This will be a discussion about the easy way versus the right way, which also lends itself to a discussion about being prepared to leave your comfort zone and how necessary it is. And I suppose the, the idea of getting comfortable with uncomfortable yes, in order to, to progress and improve. Get comfortable with uncomfortable. We should really put that on a T-shirt or something. I'm pretty sure we have. Have we? Um. I don't know, but we'll, we'll double check that. I am. That's a good one. I am. Oh, 100%. Certain that it is indeed a t-shirt and or hoodie yeah. over at theweightlosspodcast.com slash shop. Awesome. In fact, I know it is because I've now got the picture of the design in my head huh. because I did the work on it. I legitimately didn't realize that. Get, so that's exciting. Get comfortable with uncomfortable. Nice. Go and get the hoodie, weightlosspodcast.com slash shop. Get the hoodie, the socks, the oh, 100%. beanie, the oh, 100%. t-shirt. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, definitely. But yes, get comfortable with uncomfortable. So this is going to be a conversation based around comfort zone. Well, what do we mean here? That's that's the first point we've got to, to hit on in terms of the easy way versus the right way. It is a discussion about leaving your comfort zone. Mm. And how it is so easy to fall into the trap of thinking, well, I want to have a monumental change in my life. So I want to look completely different. I want to wear different clothes. I want to have confidence in myself. But I want to get there the easiest way possible with the least amount of resistance and the least amount of discomfort. Mm. Now, there is a technical term we have in our line of work for this type of thinking, it's called fucking delusional. Yes. That ain't how it actually works. Now, what we're getting at is people want to change but not address the hard stuff. Mm. Now, the hard stuff often tends to relate to the things that are holding them back. Yeah. So an easy one, I can, I can give a personal example straight off the bat here. Well, I spent four years wasting my time exercising the house down and not addressing what was holding me back, which was what I was doing when I was not exercising. Yes. So I'd spend up to three hours for a training session daily, which I thought, you know, more is better. It's a common sort of myth around exercise and weight loss. More must be better. So I'd do more and more and more exercise and I'd then just go home and Smash the junk food because, you know, I, I worked it off. I earned it. Mm. You know, so I, I spent years not addressing what was holding me back. And I you know, honestly, I was looking for the easy way mm. because I was got myself to the stage where I was comfortable 
with exercise. I sort of got over the fear of going to gyms, but it didn't make much of a difference because I was completely undoing it through what was happening when I was not at the gym. Stop me if that sounds familiar. Yeah. 99% of people attempting to lose weight. Yeah. Sabotaging themselves when they're not training or making the whole emphasis. It's all about the exercise. Mm. How many training sessions can I get in? How much can I flog myself? You know, like more, 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 more. But then they either, and, and this was me, just shove shit into their face wholesale or on the other end of the scale, I mean, it's the same, I suppose the same the same coin on a different side, if they're not shoving shit into their head wholesale, they're not eating enough food to sustain a five-year-old child. Yeah. So that's the, the whole philosophy of, you know, more exercise, less food must be it. And it's just not addressing the hard stuff. Mm. And it's the hard stuff that needs to be addressed for you to be able to sort of let go of your bad habits and beliefs that have held you back and actually move forward. And it is human nature to want to find the path of least resistance. Mm, yeah. Like we get that. Yeah. Would you say you've had things like this yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I mean Examples. Well, the example you want to you want to find the easiest way possible to do this. Where have you done this? So, well, I used to do it in terms of exercise. I used to go to the gym so I could tick off that I had gone to the gym, but I I was walking on the treadmill. I tell you what, we'll, we'll come back to what. Oh, excuse me for a moment. When you said tick off, I want to come back to that because mm. there's a real good point there. But please continue. Yeah. So pretty much in, in my mind, I'd gone to the gym. Mm. It didn't factor in whether I'd done something strenuous or not. It was just that I had been. So you can so, say I've been. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ticked it off. I walked into the gym. I'd be, I went to the gym. So Got your appearance it, fee. It's, it's justifying the, the shit that I ate that day or that week. You know, it was justifying maybe what I was going to go home and have for dinner. Yep. In terms of... And dessert. A dessert and all the rest of it. So... That was a way where I was definitely choosing the easy way out. Mm -hmm. I was choosing the path of least resistance. How did it work out for you? Well, not well. You know, I was I was going to the gym and wasting my time because I wasn't doing anything. Not just wasting your time, wasting your money. Yeah. It's a really effective way to set your money on fire, isn't it? Absolutely. So that was, that was definitely the easy way out for me um, in terms of food I would I would pick easy way out because so, um, I would just flow in and out of wanting to to change wanting to make you know this the, the decision to change but of course I would go straight towards diet so I would go straight towards the all or nothing like cut everything out so that meant that I um I didn't stick to it for very long mm. and um and and in, in a way, to me now, I'm thinking back to it, thinking, well, that wasn't the easy way. A diet and and the all or nothing attitude is is not the easy way. But at the time, it felt like it was. Well, I guess uh, hindsight hindsight makes us all millionaires. Yeah, doesn't it? But you had to learn it yourself, and I suppose a lot of us have to learn it the hard way. Mm. The unfortunate part is a lot of us don't actually learn. No. Uh, can I can I circle back to what you said about getting your ticks? Yeah. Now that's a really Great example, and I want to give a an example in terms of you know looking for your ticks, easy way versus the right way. It's something that we we've seen a lot with clients. Mm. This is a client way of sabotaging. So, 
bit of inside knowledge here. Um, our program that we work with with our clients, our online program, when they submit their accountability, like every every couple of weeks, they're asked to submit what's called a seven day meal record. And that's the, you know, if someone's being honest, it's the ultimate sign of what they're doing in terms of the process, right? So they'll send through, you know, what they're eating, ideally what they're drinking. And that's been a mistake I've seen people make in the past where it's like, oh, well, it just says meal record. So I don't need to record the fact that I'm drinking like a fish Friday through to Sunday night. Mm. Um, okay. So they'll send through their seven day meal record. And the program works where we'll review what they're having. And obviously, well, not, maybe not obviously. When it comes to meal construction, Courtney and I are looking for for three basic components. They're called macronutrients, the basic basic but effective building blocks of any meal. You know, like a, a first class source of protein, quality source of carbohydrates, and a source of good fats. Right? Yep. Pretty simple. Now, when they're present in a client's meal construction on their record, we have the ability to tick. Green three green ticks. There's your protein source. You got a good protein source, good carb source, good fat source. So it's three ticks or three crosses. Now what I see a lot, I think you might have seen this yourself, Courtney, is people will go and it's a sabotage mistake they make. They will go searching for green ticks because technically you can say, well, a good source of protein can be half a scoop of whey protein in a protein shaker. A carbohydrate can be an apple. And my source of good fats can be a couple of fish oil tablets. Now, technically, that gets you the green ticks that you're looking for. Correct. Is that a meal that's going to change your body shape versus, say, having barbecue or roast chicken, um, 13 different types of multicolored vegetables, and some quality fish oil? Like both of those things get you the green ticks, don't they? They do. But gee, they're very different. Very different. That's, that mean, I've gone around about way here. I'm glad you sort of bear with me. When you mentioned the idea of searching for your tick, I see that from a nutritional standpoint. Oh well, well, I'm being compliant. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm 95 or 100 percent compliant. Yeah, but what you're actually having, you wouldn't give to your child. No, and it's again, it's not sustainable, is it? So nah. it's it's it's. And, and it's something that I think a lot of people are guilty of doing is searching for these ticks because in our minds we're still we're still wanting to believe that we're the exception to the rule. Yes. I always wanted to believe in the in the early days that I was going to be the exception to the rule because you and I, Matt, had a really in-depth conversation about how long this was going to take for me to achieve my goal. And I In agree- one ear, out the other. No, I, I did agree with you. So it did go in. And, and I knew it and I had accepted that. I got to that rock bottom place where I was like, okay, none of these quick fixes are working. Here comes the butt. But there's always this little part, this little voice in your head that wants to tell you that, oh, maybe you're the exception to the rule. Maybe you're going to do it. You're the one person that's going to do it quicker. Maybe that voice isn't so little. No. Because it does affect, and in your case, it did affect what you did afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, it did, and um, and hence I hence why I said in one ear and then eventually out the other. Yeah, eventually you, that, that it little, does go out the other. That little voice pushes it out. And you think, oh, nah, won't take me twelve months. Won't take me two years. Yeah, I'll fix this in six weeks. And you get and you get too hung up watching what other people are doing, oh. and and this was something that I got very guilty of watching what other people were doing, and and yeah, you do hear these stories of 
people that were the exception and were able to have amazing progress. Well, here's the thing, though. Before you continue on that, you think they're the exception. You don't know what happened behind the scenes. No. Like you might see someone and they've had like a tremendous 12-week result, but you don't know what's happened the previous number of years building up to that. No. You don't know what's happening behind the scenes there. And that, that's, that's a, a different discussion, but there's a form of self-sabotage there is that noise you get from from following other people, comparing yourself to other people, but you don't know what you're actually comparing it to. And very often you're comparing your F-level game against someone's A-level game. Yeah. That's no, just, just not right. And that's where I think a lot of the, um, for me especially, a lot of those ticks came from because – I was yeah very guilty of going to the gym just to say I'd went or trying to have one you know really good meal in the day just so I could tick it off and say that I tried sort of thing you oh, know don't get that me started was, on that that was the 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 routine that I had got into would you say that you were spending more time trying and not enough time doing oh absolutely because we have a hoodie that says that too yes and it was and it was and it was all based around you look back on it and as you say Matt hindsight's a wonderful thing and I look back on it and I see that so much in what I was doing is I was just constantly searching for the tick I was searching for the way to reconcile what I was doing in my mind justify yeah the thing is though that is priceless experience because it means that you can see it in others so easily yes and uh, like an example of that is when I'll see people who they may not say it outright but their actions are saying, I want to do this my way. Yes. So we see this as a massive mistake even clients have made Mm. with us. Come to us for help. Excuse me. We'll lay out the process because the process um, works. Yes. And there's irrefutable proof of that. But then people will sort of pick and choose aspects that suit them. Mm. Oh, well... I'm not going to do the accountability part, even though everyone that succeeded's done that. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I'm not going to take meal prep seriously. I'll just cook it as I go along, even though those who succeeded took that seriously. And in very, very, very rare circumstances, people will just go like, oh, exercise, uh, I'm not motivated, blah, blah, blah. Like um, that's the stimulus for change. Most of the time the exercise is the easy part mm-hmm. for, for 99% of people, but you'll see it. But they'll pick and choose things their own way. So I'll I'll do this thing because this thing seems easy to me. Yeah. So oh, excess a workout program. Oh, cool. I'll go smash that. I won't miss a single session, even though I don't cook. I don't go um, effective grocery shopping. I'm not accountable, but I'm training hard. Like, yeah. Fucking congratulations. I You're th- gonna go nowhere. I think as well, Matt. That that. this is where the comfort zone comes into it as well because we speak to our clients a lot about in the in the um initial stages just don't don't put too much pressure on yourself by the way those words as well tend to be in one out the other yes don't put too much pressure on yourself just pick some recipes don't think too much about them just start cooking start getting involved in some food prep. Go and introduce yourself to your fucking kitchen, mate. Go and introduce yourself to your gym and, you know, start working on building up a routine. So I think in the first place, I think a lot of the time, this is where comfort zone comes into it too. So someone's hit rock bottom. They really want to change. They ask for help. Great. 
you get the help, you get the plan and you're told, look, we're going to take this slow because we know to integrate this new routine into your life, there's a lot of habits that need to change here and it's too overwhelming to focus on them all at once, right? Mm. So let's just take it uh, uh, stage by stage and, and we'll build this up. That's where I think then a lot of people get to and then boom, that's where their brain shuts off because what happens is I think, and this is the only reason I, I'm now reflecting on this because this is partly what happened to me, mm-hmm. that you hear that and you think, great, yep, I understand. You get started and you think, awesome, I can do this. And the idea then of moving out of that comfort zone to push yourself to the next one where you do have to focus on other things. If you're not a cooker, you do have to get into the kitchen. It's not enough just to be getting into the gym. You have to get into the kitchen or vice versa. You have to push yourself. You have to stretch yourself. You have to keep going. I think for a lot of people, and myself included, we like to congratulate ourselves and pat ourselves on the back for asking for help, for getting started. Everybody around you might be congratulating you for, for, for making that step and getting started. Yeah. And that's now where we want to stay. I, I'm glad you brought that up because you, you do see that a lot. Another area you see that a lot in is when someone might get off to a good start and start to change. Yeah. So, oh, I've dropped a couple of, of notches in my belt. I've dropped a couple of dress sizes. My photos are looking better. And we will always then tell this person like, hey, well, like, well fucking done. The biggest of high fives. But? But to keep this going and avoid a plateau – you're going to have to sort of double down on your consistency and double down on your effort because the more of a result you want to get, the harder you've actually got to work for it. And this is where you'll see people start to come unstuck sometimes, again, in terms of paying sort of lip service attention to what we're saying. Photos look great. You've made great progress. And we will say, hey, work harder to keep this going. But it's like, oh, well, I'm changing. I don't, need, I don't need to put the same amount of effort in now. If I just keep, if I just keep doing what I'm doing and not improve, I'll stay at the same, which usually is like one to two steps away from going backwards. Yeah. And that's where people will extend themselves to the to what what you might call a bare minimum to start getting a bit of a result, but not continue to extend themselves to keep it going further. Yeah. And it is something that doesn't get spoken about much. Is that I mean, it's it, the eighty twenty rule does really apply to this. Is that the first eighty percent of your results will be twenty percent of effort, but then it will flip. Yes. And this is where you'll see a lot of people where they'll say things like, "Oh, yeah, I lost, I lost ten kilos, and I was doing really well, and then it stopped, and I don't know why." Yeah, and and how we've and you're right, Matt. This isn't spoken about a lot, and people will say like they'll often gloat in a way of oh I lost this much weight and I really haven't had to change much and it's really an effect of um someone told me a story once I think it might have been a trainer friend of ours Matt said that they were talking to somebody who was telling them that they had lost all of this weight and they were quite big to start off with very overweight and they had lost um a lot of weight and he was gloating about the fact that he didn't have to to um change much about what he was doing Mm. and this trainer was talking to him and asking some questions and got down to the nut of it that all this guy had done in the first couple of months 
is stop drinking soft drink. But he'd worked out that he was drinking like two litres of Coke a day. Mm. And, you know, yes, of course, if you change a habit that is that destructive on your body and you are th- and you are very large to begin with, yes, you are going to drop weight. Yep, same And not having alcohol. to change a lot. Yeah. Same thing with alcohol. And I think that this is the misconception with a lot of um, heavily overweight people because we still want to believe in our minds that, you know, we don't have to change everything to do this, that they get a, a result quite quickly, which is very common when you're very, very overweight and you do make one or two changes for the better, you can get really good results quickly. But as you say, Matt, unless you're willing to continue to push yourself and improve yourself, that's all you'll get. I'm glad you brought that up because the thing is, and I've I've told people this before, that if you've got someone who is heavily overweight or obese, unless they are deliberately or so consistently fucking it up every day, they will lose weight just standing in the kitchen flipping hamburgers Yes. for, for a bit of time each day. It is so easy from a technical standpoint as a coach for an overweight person to drop weight like – there can be like one catalyst, like less soft drink, less alcohol, plus more movement. It can be as simple as that. But here it comes. Yeah. So they're going to lose a bit of weight, but I'm pretty sure their goal is not to be a slightly smaller version of themselves. No. If the goal is to look your absolute best and look completely different, there is fucking work involved and you've got to work harder down the track. And that's where you can fall into the trap of thinking, oh, well, I just made this one change. Everything else is going to be a smooth ride. Beauty. Like you know, we know what's coming. It won't continue. No, no chance. That zero percent chance. That level. Do, do we have a zero percent button? No, we don't. Okay. But that level of weight loss for that minute minimal change will not last. No chance. It won't last. No chance. And because your body then gets used to the new normal. Yep. And it's not enough. It's it's now not enough to just do that. Yep. You have to, you, you know, you move, you take someone who sits down all day for a job, heavily overweight, doesn't do any movement. They start walking every and day. And get them different. to do one lap around the block every day. That is going to have an immediate results in yep. a short period of time. Yes. But that is not going to sustain you forever. No, no chance. You need to then walk further because your body's going to get used to that. Or you even better than that. To start lifting some weights. Raise the intensity. So these are things that have to happen to continue to push forward, move outside your comfort zone and get better and better and better at what you're doing. And I think that that is where a lot of people, as you say, Matt, well, I don't even think, we know that that's where a lot of people get unstuck and they're not willing to, to push themselves because it is they want to choose the way that suits them best. Or I know this works because I've done it before. Well, that one that one annoys me the most because it's like, well, if it was if if you'd done it before and it worked, you wouldn't be talking to me right now. Yeah, that that there um, kind of triggers me too. Where it's like, oh well, well, I did this diet and it worked, yet you're still here, unhappy and overweight. So, what's your definition of work? Yes, you know, <laughs> my my definition of worked is you've done it and you sustained it or improved it, yeah. not you've been going around losing the same fucking 10, 15 kilos every year. The other one that I really gets me is I don't want to change how I do things. What? What? Oh, well, that's fine. Like, <laughs> enjoy staying as you are. Why are you even bothering to talk about it then? It will, like <laughs> someone, someone like that, the, the response is simple. Look in the mirror. I hope you like what you see because yes. that's where it's going to stay. Yes. I mean, these are, these are things that, that 
that people say that it is a, such an easy, easy way to see, okay, you're looking at this from the easy way point of yeah, view. Yeah, it's easy to spot because I know from, from our perspective, if we see it with clients, it's easy to spot because they're resisting aspects of the process we ask them to embrace. And we don't ask clients to do things because for the hell of it, it's because it fucking works. Yeah. It's not because, oh, we'll get them to waste their time doing all this shit. No, we want them to get the fucking result because it makes us look good, mm. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Our, our, our business lives and dies on people actually changing. Yep. Right? Now, let, let's be fully transparent here. Not many people enjoy recording what they eat and drink. No. We don't enjoy reading that shit either. No. It's fucking boring. But it is also necessary and a necessary tool to coach someone. So guess what? Sometimes you got to do the shit you don't want to do to get the shit that you want to get. Yeah. Yeah? Another one, another common example of um, easy way versus the right way is, oh, well, I don't want to have to pay for this. Mm. How can I do this on the cheap? Mm. Mate, i got some fucking bad news for you. There is, there is a level of investment involved here. Well, you have to. Sorry, I just walked to the table. Which, um, which kind of leans itself or lends itself towards the, oh, I can do it on my own form of self-sabotage, which is yeah, massive. Absolutely. I, th- I think generally speaking, people see, it's really interesting to see where the social, the social norm of investment goes to. People are so willing to, pa- to pay and invest in the weirdest stuff, yet they won't invest in their own... Themselves. Their own future. Mm. It, it's 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 such a weird way that that society sees these sort of things, and it's not it's not just individual people. I think that it's a that it's a really like it's a society structure that we've got so used to the norm of saying, oh yeah, yeah, that that's that's you know socially justified, you know, socially nor- normal to be able I, to pay for that. I just but bought, you can't pay for that. I just bought a three hundred dollar pair of Nikes. I'm not going to pay to get help to lose weight. Fuck that. I'll do it myself. <laughs> okay. Sure thing, champ. Yeah, it's really, really, really strange on what people feel like that it's it, it's, it's okay to pay for and not okay to pay for. I, th- I think the other topic as well, Matt, worth touching on is the idea when it comes to the easy way versus the the, um, the right way, sorry, is that the, the people have such a fear of being judged. Elaborate. So I feel like with this... I know I went through this at the start. It was, and this is where I think just doing the ticks and and doing the what what we can do, and then and then I think when you start to invest in yourself, because it's it's not for some reason. I really still do, I just don't get it. Why it's not socially normal to invest and pay for a coach to help transform your life, but people feel like they're going to be judged for that. I think people feel like they're going to be judged for changing the way that they eat, for for exercising. Um, I mean, you you got comments when you started to lose weight, Matt, about oh well, you you know you go to the gym too much. You're obsessed. You're obsessed. I I felt judgment when I first started on people that I worked with judging what I was eating. Just and and it wasn't. It was my perception because that they didn't actually judge me for it but it was it was a perception that I had because it was so against what the norm was in my workplace at the time mm. that you would bring your own food and you would have your own food and you would be eating more than once while you're at work see like the perception while you're at work was with the people that I worked with they were lucky to eat once if they ate while they're at work 
you know, their lunch break usually consisted of a cigarette and, and you know, and a, and a coffee um, <laughs> or, or one, one meal. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I was adding in a morning tea meal and an afternoon tea meal, um, you know, to keep my metabolism going all day. And that, and that was very abnormal for my workplace. They never said anything, but I perceived there was going to be judgment. Was that more just a case of, I suppose, your own head fucking with you? Absolutely, because they never said anything. In fact, they were actually very supportive. Yeah. I had a um, one of my um, best girlfriends that I worked with, she would actually remind me. She would say, isn't it time for you to eat now? <laughs> and she, 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 wasn't, she, didn't, she wasn't doing it herself, but she knew that it was important to me, and so she was actually very, very – they were all very supportive. But there was a fear of being judged from my point of view – that really held me back in those early stages from really jumping into it. And and I think you, you bring up the point you brought up about investing in yourself and paying for a coach to help you with this. There's also a fear of judgment, I think, with that. Um, so I think a lot of people fear judgment in terms of a lot of changes that you, you're going to make. Yeah, the funny thing is, if you were to be judged, it would be by people who aren't worth fucking shit yeah. when it comes to talking about this. You know, um, I think part of the fear of being judged can also stem or come from a fear of making mistakes. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to stretch outside my comfort zone in case I get things wrong. Actually, you will get things wrong, and that's how you improve. Yeah, absolutely. So there is there is a fear there as well. Um, we we see it often, and it's not hard. To, to spot people who are looking for the easy way because it also can involve trying to hide. Yes. So, and this is what I used to be guilty of as well, like avoiding photos, hmm. avoiding mirrors, not telling people what you're doing. That's a big one. That was a big one. That's a massive one. I and had that, that at the And start. it's a question that we actually, when, when people apply to work with us and we review their application, one of the questions we ask them is, does your partner know about this? Yeah. Because if someone says, oh, I haven't told my partner I'm doing this, red flag. Mm. Why is that? You need their support for this to have a, a chance in hell yeah. of, of succeeding. Why is that? And you see it a lot, but people won't tell their friends. Like there's, like there's something wrong with saying, I want to improve. Yeah, and I think it comes down, I, I was embarrassed in the, or embarrassed or afraid I'm not really sure what emotion I was feeling but I was a bit funny in the beginning um, around telling my parents who I was living with at the time that I first started making changes in my life um, that I had that I had um, you're unhappy not not just that I was unhappy that I was paying a trainer you know how'd that discussion go the idea I think I might have just I didn't even really um, talk about it too much it was just sort of a oh I've, I've decided to work with the trainer at the gym and uh, that's what I'm gonna do okay you hand waved it you hand waved it <laughs> yeah what was the response um I don't think you know you know my parents my parents if they felt like it was a bad idea they wouldn't say it anyway uh, um, the eternal fence sitters yes they're, they're very much like you you do what you best for you <laughs> 
Wow. My parents. That is that is so on the money, yes. You know my parents feel strongly about something if they actually share their opinion. I don't think they feel strongly about much. Um, but um, they just want everyone to be happy and, and yeah. they would have just wanted me to be happy. So they would have just, if they did think about anything, they would have just probably thought, oh, well, as long as she's happy. So that's really what my parents always wanted for us. But I, I had this perceived judgment because I had tried and failed to lose weight so many times before that that oh here we go again exactly and that and that's why i also didn't really tell friends well i'll tell you family i'm glad we've brought this up because it is something that um we have seen like i just mentioned before the red flag of not telling your partner sometimes that can come because you don't want your partner to think oh fucking hell Mm. they've done this a thousand times yeah now they're tossing more money at this yeah what's so different this time yeah what's going to make you change now um, personally, I think that almost lends itself to what I call dud partner syndrome. And, I, and it, it's, again, I think this perception of the money, you know, it's like, oh, you're just going to waste more money. But no one ever thinks that if you buy, you know, a pair of shoes that are uncomfortable. You know that, well, yeah. Oh, well, you've just wasted money and you're going to buy another pair of shoes? Do you know what the fundamental flaw in that is? It takes away the the possibility that someone has actually hit that point where they're ready to do something about it. Yeah, and I I just don't think that there's enough knowledge based around that for people to really make a good opinion on it because everyone just goes with what the societal sort of idea is and they don't actually pay enough attention to say, to ask the question, oh, well, how come you decided this now? What's different? What changed? Like genuinely ask the question. What What are you thinking now? Yeah. What's changed in your head? Because you know what? It happens a lot. It's happened with me. It's happened with you where you can go through legitimately failed attempts because quite frankly, you weren't ready. Yeah. For whatever reason, you weren't ready. I mean- And wh- then you know what? You may hit rock bottom. Something may happen and you say, well, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you are ready because you're thinking about it differently. And then you go to tell someone or your, your partner or whatever, like, I'm doing this. Oh, you're wasting more fucking time. Question should be, what's changed? Yeah. What's changed between the years? Mm. I, I, easy for me to say that, but I can say that because I do this for a living. It's the first thing I think of. Well, you also ask that question to people that come to work with us. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it's hard to expect a partner to do that. It is If hard. they're not educated like we are. No. But there is, well, I suppose that also speaks to a, a level of necessary discomfort in that if you do have scepticism from people that are close to you and you sh- still really want to change, you are going to have to push through that and show through example. Yeah. And honestly, talking goes so far. Mm showing is unbeatable yes you know so if, if there is skepticism and you can understand why like i will you know i've this is my 50th time attempting this you can probably understand why there's skepticism best thing i would say is well look i'm gonna show you yeah i'm gonna show you because it's leading by example nothing beats it yes absolutely so let's let's move this forward tips we want to give about this topic I will start with the first one. Sure. Very, very simple. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, you're probably on the right track. Yes. It's probably the right thing to do. Yep. 
if it makes you feel a combination of thrilling and terror. Yes. If you are if you if you feel like you're slightly about to wee yourself and you don't know if it's because you're excited or it's nervous or shit scared, <laughs> it's probably the right thing. Absolutely. And in saying that, the next tip comes off plays off that, which is success will involve embracing a new way of doing things over time. All right. Two key words there right at the end. Over time. Not 21 days. No. Not six weeks. But the, also the, the key word there is embracing. You have to embrace Ooh. a new way of doing things. Mm. You have to embrace the fact that you're going to have to push outside your comfort zone. You have to embrace the fact that you're not going to like it. You don't have to like it. No one said you have to like it. <laughs> you just have to be willing to do it. The, the outcome has to make the process yep. worth it. So that is a very, very good tip. Um, and I think it's sort of can tie in, it's worth explaining what we ask. I, I sort of touched on it at the start of the show, what we ask our clients to do. Yes. Like you, you'll start your weight loss journey and you'll think to yourself, oh, well, I've got to, got to fix this and I've got to fix that and I've got to get better here and I've got to get better there. And you can give yourself a list of like 50 to 100 things you need to improve on. We ask them to work on three things. Yeah. Consistent routine of training, meal preparation, and accountability to us as their coaches. That's it, just those three things. Mm. Anything outside of those three things is what we call trying too hard. Mm. There's a phrase that gets around um, the circles of good trainers and good coaches that less is more. Mm. In this case, less is more because those three routines, they're 80% of the result you're looking for. Yes. In fact, they're probably more, no, they're definitely more than that because to get a really tremendous result, it just involves getting better at those three things. Mm. But without those three basic processes in place, it's like watching the Titanic and, gee, I hope Jack doesn't die at the end. Like, we, we know how this movie's ending, mate. <laughs> Spoiler alert. The water's cold. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Though? You, like, you, know, you know what's coming. Yes. You know, and that's where we see it with, with clients that we work with when they're clearly looking for the easy way to do this, which is not the right way, and they won't embrace all those three things. So you've got to really look at yourself and, and have the, the honest discussion. Am I undertaking a process that has been proven to work? Mm. Which then ties into the, oh, I don't want to have to invest. I want to do this my way. Mate, your way fucking sucks. That's why you're fat. That's why you're unhealthy. That's why you're miserable. Your way is shit. Okay, so you can just clip that part of the podcast and you should really just listen to that on repeat. Um, final <laughs> tip, Courtney. Oh, we were going to end with a quote, but I don't know if we should have just ended with what you just said because that was just the best. Um, we're going to end with a quote, which is, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Now... That was told to me many, many, many years ago by one of the first trainers I ever met at the first gym I ever went to. So this was back when I was exercising my ass off and eating for three people. Mm -hmm. And one of the trainers there was um, this um, big Maori guy, really lovely, charming guy. and was in tremendous shape. Like he was basically what I wanted to be. Like similar height, just... Yeah, looked really good, nice guy. 
and I was having a bitch one day because I, you know, I, I started to get to the end of my rope. Like, fuck, I'm, I'm trying so hard. And he goes, Matt, remember this. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And that has fucking stuck. Mm. That has stuck the whole way. And it is so damn true. Mm-hmm. And it's these, it's these moments that you have, either times where you might hit rock bottom or insightful discussions you have with people that are smarter than you about this, and some things just stick. And that's one of the things that's just stuck with me the most. Mm. And that is the absolute truth if nothing changes nothing changes yep and that's what this comes down to yes it does so i reckon we are 100 percent correct on these tips <laughs> we are and so i think we'll wrap it there let's wrap it up and we will wrap it up by inviting you to come and hang out with us at our facebook group yes which you will find the link to which you will find at facebook.com yes <laughs> Yes, there, actually, there, you will. There's a there's a link to the to the podcast group in your podcast app. It's just the weight loss podcast group, like so original. Come hang out with myself, Courtney, and other fans of the show, where we will do things in there that you don't hear about on the podcast. Yes, we did mention as well our swag yes. shop, weightlosspodcast.com/slash/shop. If you want to support us and what we do, go and get yourself some gear. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Other than that, I reckon that's a wrap. So thank you for listening and we will speak to you soon. See ya. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com. 